Hey, my loves. So today I thought about something. It's just been on my brain for a little while. I mean, it's been on my brain, honestly, for the last couple of years. But mainly, I don't know, today was just like recently, like a couple of the last couple of hours. I'm sorry, I'm playing. I'm also playing a game. But it's been on my brain that I... I've just been thinking about the stock that I come from. You know, for so long now, I've been thinking about that. For years, I've been thinking about my ancestry because, you know, my family comes from all over. Like, sometimes we make fun of ourselves and call ourselves like the United Nations because um, at least a few of us do. I don't know if everyone does that, but a few of us do because our family comes from all over. We have family from Europe. We have family from um, uh, Asia. We have family from, um, you know... Africa, we have family from really all over. Obviously, I live in the U.S. We have family from several (laughs) uh, different places, different areas. And, you know, I mean, I'm constantly meeting family. And not just from my mother's side, from my father's side, too. You know, I have relatives from my mother's side all over, you know, Facebook and and stuff. And they're like, hey, I think we're related. You know, my family comes from, you know, this this clan or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, that's so weird that, you know, I'm talking to, you know, a cousin of mine who lives in, you know, uh, uh, I believe one of my cousins lives in Saudi Arabia currently. And so I'm just like, well, okay, that's cool. Like, wow, we're having a conversation about that. That's crazy. And so, yeah, I, I just really been thinking about that, but not just about my stock as, you know, my, my background and my makeup, but also with, you know, just where we've come as people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Today we always, you know, we ask the question about, you know, what about us? What about me? What about me? What about me? And it's like, do we ever stop and think about, as people, you know, just, just every, you know, a person of the world, do we ever stop and just think about all the things that have come to pass for us to be where we are and who we are and what we are as people? You know, when I think about that, I think about, you know, I'm a religious person. Um, my, my, you know, nothing about nothing not one specific thing about me I think defines me I you know I mean I'm a child of God I think that that does define me but more than that like you know I how do I put it I I feel like I live my life obviously differently um but that's just how I see myself personally um you're allowed to see yourself however you choose to see yourself that's none of my business but what I'm saying is that's how I see myself as a child of God. And so for me, even though I'm not perfect because what child of God is, anyone who tells you they are is a liar. But anyways, so, you know, I think about that and I think about, you know, how everything was designed and crafted for me to exist and to live the life that I live. And not just, you know, from, from a God perspective, but also from like the people that he designed and crafted for me to live the life that I currently live. You know what I mean? I, I think about, you know, just everything when you look at everything that you have everything that you're you know everything that's been around before we were born you know what I mean like that just that we take for granted every single day that someone thought about that someone thought about you and I existing maybe not us exactly maybe not people who look like us who think like us but they thought about future generations that would need these things you know for example like indoor plumbing you know what I mean or or just just anything anything you can look at us on these phones right now you know anything that you're 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 looking at you're playing you're you know whatever you're doing somebody thought about that you know what I mean and for a lot of these things there are things that existed long before we did right like you know telephones and and things like that you know our current generation they've always been there because somebody was thinking about us somebody had us 
in mind. And it's just, it's the craziest thing. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not just talking about God having us in mind. I'm just talking about other people that have come before us to make, you know, to, to crawl so others could walk, to walk so others could run and to run so we now can dance. You know what I mean? The next generation hopefully can fly. Um, do you, you know what I mean? Like it's just, just bringing evolution forward, bringing these things forward. And it's just, it's crazy to think about. It really is crazy to look around you and think of all the things that you have that you just take for granted, you know, certain, certain things you're able to do that generations before you could not do, you know, me as, um, a black man, you know, thinking about how my father and my, you know, generations before my father were treated and not just, not just, you know, black people of color, but people of, you know, basically every color, you know what I mean? Have, have dealt with these struggles, especially, you know, I mean, not just in America, but all, you know, all around the world, all around the world, there's racism all around the world. There are problems. And even though it's not perfect in some places, it might, you know, some ways it might seem like it's getting worse. There's a lot that's actually getting better. And these conversations are being had and they're not only being had, you know, by us, but they're also being had for us, right? You know, our generations, um, before us, they're still speaking. My father's generation is still alive and well, and still speaking on, on issues that, you know, they've been dealing with since the sixties and before, right? They're still speaking on those issues. And now they have a generation for us where we are now speaking our minds. We are now saying more and wanting better results, right? And that's, that's something too. When I think about that, I think about the future of what comes after me and the legacy that I will hopefully help build, you know, and it, it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think that, you know, over 2000 years ago, you know, Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for me and for all of us, right? It's crazy to think about, you know, the slaves who were bought and sold and came here to build this country, have built it, you know, for me, for us, for you, for, 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 for all of us. It's such a crazy idea that all of these things were, were being done. And I mean, you know, terrible things. People had to sacrifice their, their, their lives. You know what I mean? Their, 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 uh, they had to lay their lives down. They had to lay themselves down for us to be where we are right now. And it's, it's just such a trippy thing. And sometimes I wonder, like, would we be able to do the same? You know, are we able, are we willing to do the same? Are we willing to do what was done for us? You know, yeah, in a lot of these cases, people didn't have choices, right? But I mean, at the same time, they did. You know what I mean? They, they, they could have just chose to lay down and die. You know what I mean? They could have chose not to build this country. They could have, you know, Jesus could have chose not to die for us. So many things could have happened where people just decided not to make these choices. But every step is a step towards us, right? It's a step towards us. And so when we ask that question of, you know, what about me? What, who's thinking about me? people have thought about you your entire life before you were even a thing. The question isn't so much of who's thinking about you. I think the question is, who are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the future, right? You know, when I think about activism and I think about what I'm doing now and, and, and what my father's up to, I think about kids of the future, getting to have that ability, that chance. I, I want I, I want to be able, even if I can't see the, that day come, it'd be so beautiful to know at some point, you know, after I'm gone, or maybe even while I'm still here, that a child doesn't have to look up and ask, what about me? Because this child grows up in a world where it's all about them. Everything is about them, not just them, but you know, everything is about every child. No child has to wonder, what about me? How come I'm not special enough? How come I can't have these things, right? How come I can't live the life I want to live? Be the way that I want to be. Express myself the way I want to express myself. What about that? You know, when I think of, about Miss Marsha and, and Stonewall, I think about, you know, I look, you know, I'm an openly 
proud openly gay man. Um, I have my thoughts about Pride Month. I have my thoughts about, you know, my fellow members of the LGBTQ uh, plus community. And I know that there's a lot of toxicity in our community, abs- our communities and our community as a whole. Absolutely no question about it. Like none at all. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I know that even though my community is not perfect, I know that it, it's a lot better off than what it was. And there were people who had to start that, right? There are people who had to, to lay themselves down to lay down their, sadly, ultimately for a lot of them, their lives for us to be who and what we are today. And how do we pay homage to that? How do we begin to pay homage to people who've laid down their lives for us? How do we do that? I think the best way to do that is to keep moving forward, to see that there are, you know, injustices everywhere and to, to call those things out. You know, right now I see a lot of crime and a lot of hate towards you know, our Asian brothers and sisters. And, you know, not all of it, but some of it is being done by the hands of, of my fellow black people. And I hate that. It hurts my heart completely because I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And I know people always say, well, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, that's true. Hurt people do hurt people. But at the same time, there comes a point where all we're doing is just regurgitating the same crap that, no, like keep your hands off people. I don't care what color you are. Keep your hands off, off people. And, and I want to I want to talk about that issue as much as I possibly can from the best knowledge that I have, because I don't think that it's right. I don't think that it's OK. I don't care who said what. I don't care what people, you know, well, former president said it. I don't care what he said. I don't care about him. I don't give a shit. What I care about is that innocent people are being attacked for no reason. That is never OK. That is something that should never be acceptable. Ever. And it's something that people of my color have been dealing with for centuries. So why, why am I seeing people of my color put their, or, or other colors too, but I'm talking about my color right now, put their hands on somebody else. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I want more people besides myself. I have a, I have a tiny platform. I have a big voice and I say whatever the fuck I want to say, but I have a tiny platform. And there are people with so much bigger platforms in mind that I want to use their voices. And don't think that I don't try to contact these people or call these things out. Don't think that I, try, I don't try to do that. Because of course I do. Because I want it to stop. Because I know if it was happening to me and mine, I'd be pissed, dude. I'd be so upset about that because that's not okay at all. And all it does is just bring more violence and bring more hate. And it just, when I look at change and I look at, you know, people who are making change, I want to be a part of that. I don't want to just be, oh, I want to be woke. I want people to see me and think, oh, he's woke. He, you know, he's, he's on the level. I don't, I, you know, no. What I want is to be somebody that people can, can turn to in times of crisis. What I want is for people to just freaking give a shit about each other, to be honest with you. Because like I said, everything that we have now, it took somebody giving a shit. It took somebody else caring. We didn't do this ourselves. Most of what we, what we take advantage of, what we have in our lives, the things that we have that we take advantage of, somebody had to fight for that. Somebody had to die for that. We're not, you know, we don't have equality yet, but but it's a lot closer than where it was. And people had to fight for that. And we take it for granted every day. 
And it's crazy because, you know, when you stop and you think about so many things, you stop and think about all the things that if, if you had to fight for them yourselves that you would not have in your life, it will blow your mind. If you stopped and thought about just, just when you get up in the morning, your morning routine, maybe there's an alarm clock that wakes you up. Somebody thought of that for you to have that. You know, maybe your phone wakes you up. Somebody thought about that for you to have that. When you turn on a light switch in your house, somebody thought about that for you to have that. When you're washing your dishes and there's, you know, you got a dishwasher. One, somebody thought about utensils for you to eat off of. Two, somebody thought about the sink that you have to wash it in. The soap bubbles that you're using. You know, the the, the garbage disposal, disposal, whatever, the trash cans. Somebody thought everything that you have, somebody thought of. For you. And like I said, maybe it wasn't for us personally, but we take advantage of that. So somebody, again, was thinking about us. That's, it's, it's a crazy thought, you know? And like I said, when it comes to just moving forward, like, I, I don't know, I, you know, a friend and I were talking about pride today and we were talking about, you know, future generations and, and what would happen if, you know, one of our kids was... You know, I don't plan on having any kids, but what if one of our kids were gay or whatever? What, how would we react to it and how would we think about it? And, you know, I would like to live in a world where my kid doesn't have to come out as anything. Because one, it just doesn't matter. You know, it, is, it doesn't matter. My kid doesn't need a flag. If he wants a flag, he can have one. You wave that flag and you'd be proud of it. I don't give a shit. I'm fine with that. I, you know, I love rainbows. The gay flag doesn't mean shit to me. I like it. It's cool. I even love the inclusion of the black and brown. And yes, I do think those are important inclusions because like I said, even though, you know, gay, you know, the gay community, we like to think of ourselves as, you know, tolerant and, and we love equality and things. Now nah, we don't, we don't do that. And I think what's great is having those, those colors. It, it, and it's funny because they're actual colors, right? Like, you know, we talk about the rainbow, we talk about the color spectrum, but people get pissed off that there are black and browns in the rainbow now. And I'm like, but brown is a color, right? Brown, it's more than just a skin tone. It's an actual color. Well, I think brown is ugly. Well, that says a lot about you, doesn't it? Like, you have no problem with pinks and blues and, and yellows and reds and oranges and, and purples, but don't put a brown stripe in there. Oh my God, that's ugly. Like, do you know what that says? Do you know what that says? Like, do you, like about you? Do you know what that says? And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people that I've seen complain about this. I'm not going to talk about their color because that's sort of irrelevant. But I mean, I guess it is kind of relevant. But anyway, a lot of people that I see making these complaints about how ugly the new flag is because it's got like browns and blacks in it and some junk. And now we're adding like people's race into it. And pride is supposed to be like, like the gay flag is supposed to represent everyone. Okay, yeah, it's supposed to do something. But just because that's how something's supposed to function doesn't mean that it actually functions that way. And I'm really sad that I have to have this conversation with you and that you don't get that, sir. It's kind of a problem. But anyway, what was amusing is is how many people that I saw posting these things. This is like when it first happened, I think like last year or the year before. I was looking at people's profiles, just being nosy because, you know, I can do that on social media, do what I want. And I noticed how many of them in their photos were wearing like black clothing. Like, uh, you know, Wednesdays we were black and all these things. Like, oh, really? So you don't like the fact that there is a black stripe in the flag, but you're okay with you know, wearing black clothing because it makes you look slimmer and on Wednesdays we wear black and this, that, third, and you know, whatever. I'm just kind of like, that's it's so random. So, I mean, you're wearing black clothing. You seem to have a lot of it in your wardrobe. You seem to like the color a lot, 
But now that it's being used in a, in a flag, you feel like it's it's violating you in some way, shape, or form. I don't really understand that. That doesn't make any sense. And also, if you're, you know, you love equality and you, you, you know, I love colors. I love the rainbow flag because it represents us all. It's kind of like, does it though, you know? And if it does, then why can't brown be in it? Why can't brown be one of those colors? It's a color. It's on the spectrum. It's one, it's one of the few colors we leave out. Because, you know, the original pride flag, I believe, even had pink in it. Which doesn't have it anymore. Which, I, you know, I, whenever I draw a, a gay pride flag or whatever, it always has pink. I love pink. So it always has pink amongst all these other colors as well. But it's so interesting that that brown seems to be just completely left out. And I don't understand why. Um, I've never understood why. Because I'm like, that's one of the colors. I don't get why that's ugly like who has a problem with brown whatever but I don't know you know I just it, it, it's always been strange to me but you know and, and in fact um the the black stripe I even have a, a, a gay pride shirt that that had a black stripe in it and I had that before this whole you know thing with the black and brown stripes were added because it used to mean um people that I think we've lost to AIDS I believe AIDS and HIV I believe that's what the stripe used to represent that black stripe in there so it used to have a much deeper meaning and people just I guess stopped including it and so when they brought it back now it means something different but I mean it still has that same meaning in my opinion it means both it means that awareness to people that we have lost because of you know these these illnesses and also you know because of the fact that you know black and brown skin people are beautiful you know what I mean and 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 brown is such a you know brown has such a huge spectrum right that you know so many people are classified as as brown and a lot of these people feel the inequality in in the gay community as well as black people so you know to me these I don't know these things are just super important and and you know when I when I hear about these things I would love to, you know, be a part of, of a movement and be a part of a world where my kid or someone else's kid who chooses to live their life, however, it means nothing. It means, like, when, when I say it means nothing, it means nothing as in they don't have to explain themselves. They don't have to fight for their equality. They don't have to fight for their right to exist. They just exist and people accept them and it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. That's the world I want to live in. It is. I want to live in a world where coming out doesn't mean shit. It's just like, okay, you came out, you're gay. That's like, do I care? No. I'm glad you live. I'm I'm glad you're living your life and I'm glad you're okay. I would love to live in a world like that. I would love for, for, you know, kids to not feel like they have to hide who they are to be ashamed. I was a kid like that for a long time. I did not want to be gay. I didn't, I didn't ask for this to happen. I didn't ask for the feelings that I have. You know what I mean? I didn't ask for any of it. And I remember like, you know, feeling ashamed about that. Even if, even though I knew people knew, I still was ashamed of it for a long time. And I, I know people in my personal life now, grown adults who, you know, um, who I'm, I'm acquaintances with anyway, who, who are not fully accepting of themselves, who battle and struggle with themselves every day because of the way that they are treated in, in the real world, of the world around them. And it, it, it upsets me for them. You know, I understand it. I, I completely understand where they're coming from, but it upsets me that, that, that they live in a world that still doesn't quite accept them. You know, when it comes to color, it makes me, it makes me so sad to see people who feel like they have to watch their back when they walk down the street. I still feel that way, to be honest with you. And some people might say, well, don't you think that's overdramatic? No, I don't think it's overdramatic at all I think that it's it's I don't know for me 
I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've had experiences in my life, partly because of the color of my skin, that have made me realize that sometimes I'm not as free as I thought I was, or I'm not as safe as I thought I was. You know what I mean? I, I think about instances where, you know, I was going to the mall. I worked at the mall. I was going to the mall to go to work. And because there was like protests or whatever, you know, not rioting, just protests down in LA or something, I, you know, sometimes the cops would block off the mall it was an outside mall, which is, you know, I guess somewhat understandable. But if I'm just asking a question, why are you reaching for your gun? Right? I'm just asking you a question. You know, I know you don't know me from Adam. I don't know you from Adam, but why are you reaching for your gun if I'm asking a question when you didn't reach for your gun when someone else of a different shade who happened to be white was talking to you? You were all smiles. I I watched that person walk up to you. That person didn't know you. From what I understood, that person didn't know you. They were just having a casual conversation with you. You felt no need to reach for anything. You know, you were nice and you were polite to them. The second I walk up, then by the way, there was two cops. The second I walk up, you're reaching for your weapon. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't brooding. I wasn't anything. I was just me, myself. I didn't come up with an attitude or anything. I just literally walked up to ask a question. And it just, it was like, wow, put certain things into perspective for me where I'm like, maybe I'm not as safe as I thought I was. You know, when I would go up to work and, you know, I, sometimes I was managing, so I had to open stores. When I would go up to work, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, you know, I had other stores next to me that were doing the exact same thing. They would go into the building or whatever and, and you know, people wouldn't really ask them questions. And when I did, I remember one morning, this cop like sat by my car and he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm opening up my store. And he's like, oh yeah, well, what store is yours? And I was like, this store right in front here. I have the keys. Do you want me to want to watch me open the door? As other people are like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I called my name and we had a conversation. Like, and he even asked, oh, do you know this guy? And it's like, yeah, he... He's one of the managers here. Like, yeah, we know who he is. And it's like the fact that this person has to vouch for me, but you just had a conversation with this other person. You know what I mean? Like you, you, I don't, I don't understand that. And it was even, you know, even they thought it was like super weird. Like why? Like what, what, what is that about? Like, you know, even after I showed him the keys, there still seemed to be this hostility and it's like, what, where does that come from? You know? So I don't know. I, I would just. I remember when I was going to school, um, and it was, the, it was the first time this happened to me in such a like blatant way. It was just, it was just gross. It was just gross behavior. But I was, you know, waiting for the bus stop for school, and it was a new school. I had never been to this school before. I was like, going to summer school. I should say, I'm sorry, I was going to summer school. It was my senior year of high school, and uh, no, I'm sorry, it was not my senior year of high school. It was my. I think it was my freshman year of high school. I'm sorry, it was my freshman year of high school. I was going to summer school, and. I was taking a bus route that I normally wouldn't take because I was going to a different school than my actual school for summer school. And these four other kids were there at that bus stop and they were going to a different, you know, different school, but same bus stop. And I'm by myself and they're all four together and, you know, they're laughing or whatever. And, you know, I'm I'm minding my own business. I'm not saying anything. I'm not looking at them. You know, I kind of kept my head down. And they were like, you know, just kept calling me all sorts of F words. And he's, you know, look at that fat fag, look at this, that, and the third. And I just, I like, I could, at the time, I really couldn't believe it was happening to me because like nothing to that extent has ever happened to me like that before. I might've gotten some name calling or whatever, whatever, but I've never had a group of people just, just saying the most obscene, terrible things about me without even knowing me. Right. And like, you know, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything. But I just remember feeling like, 
wow, dude, like, I don't even know you. I've said nothing to you. I didn't look at you funny. I didn't look at you weird. I kept to myself and I'm all these terrible names, you know? And, and yeah, there was a part of me, I think that wanted to fight back, but there was also a part of me like, these guys are bigger than me. Like they're going to kick my ass. I'm, you know, it's, it's going to suck, but I would like to grow up in a world where a kid never has to hear that kind of stuff. Where a kid never has to feel outnumbered by people who are taller than him, bigger than him, or whatever, and saying terrible things about him, being gay, or being this, that, and the third, or, you know, being black, or being brown, or being, you know, anything. You know, because when you do think back, when I thought back, just now, I just thought back to that moment, I remember how small I felt. I felt so small in that moment. And I was having a great morning, you know, I was, I really was like, I can't wait to see who, you know, see some of my friends. I'm sure some of my friends are going to go to the summer school because, you know, <laughs> I know we're not all the best at school. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was excited to, to do that. And, you know, those, those four guys just made me feel just completely small. And I don't know, like, I, I look back at that now and I'm like, man, I wish I would have said something. But at the time, I think I did what... I had to, you know what I'm saying? To survive that moment, even. Um, That's how I felt. And if I can, I I say all that to say that if I could be a part of change in some way to where kids in the future, you know, be they being bullied or be they the bully, you know, grow up in a world where they don't have to, they don't even think to say something about that, like that to somebody. They don't even care enough about who you are to, to say something like that about you to make you feel that small then I think I've accomplished something. You know what I mean? That I think I've, I've helped in some way, shape, or form bring some change. And that's, that's what I keep thinking about. I can't help but think about of what am I going to contribute to this world? What are we, my generation and beyond, what are we going to contribute to this world so that way the next generation doesn't have to ask, what about me? Because they know, already know that everything that we've done, that generations before have done, that God has crafted people for you to have the things that you have, right? Because I think about all the people that God crafted for me to be where I am. You know, people like Martin Luther King, people like Harriet Tubman, people like Malcolm X, people like, you know, Gandhi even, people like Mother Teresa, sweet people who've given of themselves to other people who sacrifice something for them of themselves so people can know love, so people can know protection, so people can know what it feels like to have someone care. I think about that and I'm like, what, what is my legacy going to be? You know, a long time ago, I used to tell people that I wanted to be the bridge. I wanted to be a bridge between, you know, um, the gay community and God, because I kept feeling like that. And it's funny because my friend mentioned today that someone told her maybe that was her place. I'm like, really? Because once upon a time, that's what I thought my place was. Who knows? Maybe it still is. Maybe it's both of our place. Who knows? I mean, we're friends for a reason, right? But it was crazy because people, you know, that I knew were always saying, like, I see God in you. Like, I know that you're gay and whatever, but I, I see that in you. And I don't think that your sexuality has anything to do with that. I think your love for others and your love for wanting to understand, you know, what love is and what love means, you know, makes you, you know, a child of God besides everything else, you know, more than anything else. And I feel like there's so many people who try to make you believe that God hates you for who you are. But I'm like, if God is love, God doesn't hate us. He might not like what we do, but I I think that goes for all of us. I don't think God is like, you know, always pro everything you do or pro everything that you have in your life or whatever. You know what I mean? But I think that at his core, he loves us. 
And, you know, no sin outweighs the other. Every sin, every abomination, whatever, it all weighs the same. And, you know, I think that God, see, God I think God sees, sees past our imperfections. And I, I'm not necessarily saying that being gay is an imperfection. What I'm saying is that I think that God sees past the things that we don't, right? Because we as people, we always want to look for the flaws in others. We always want to look at something that someone else does and make that the, the problem, the sole basis of why you won't be getting into heaven, why you're not good enough for God. But it's like, I don't, I don't think we're, you know, I don't think we're equipped to tell someone what makes us good enough or what, what doesn't make us good enough for God. I think the only person who's equipped for that is God. No matter what we think, no matter what we want to think about other people, I think God is the only one who can make that decision himself. And I do feel like even now, you know, after my friend said that to me, I don't know today why I just felt like that was some sort of confirmation of like, maybe that dream that I had isn't dead because how odd, (laughs) how odd that, I mean, it was about her. She was talking about herself, but I'm like, how odd that like that comes back up again after all these years and something I've been still struggling with, you know, for my life, you know, and that was a part of a big part of my depression at one point in my life was how can I be a child of God, but yet still have these feelings that I have. And I think at the end of the day, like, you know, there are people in the Bible that God didn't necessarily change them or change what was going on, but he still used them because there was still love in their hearts. There was still compassion, understanding and willingness to, to go forth in his name. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something that I want to do. And that's, that's a, possibly a part of, you know, what my destiny is what my legacy will be is to tell people that, you know, God loves you regardless of what other people think. Cause I think that's such a huge hindrance. I think when, you know, God says he's all about love, then it must suck if all these people are running around in your name, telling everybody else, you know, their fellow man, why you don't love them. Why, you know, you're going here, you're going there. We're not, that's not our job. That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to tell people where, we're, where they're going. We can warn people of where they could potentially go, but we should not be telling anybody where you're going to go. We shouldn't be doing that. That shouldn't, that's not our place. You know, God, God has relationship with all of us, whether we want to know it or not, you know, in my opinion. And obviously, you know, we can choose to accept it or, or not accept it. I have accepted into my life. I've accepted him into my life. I've accepted him into my situation. Um, I'm not judging anybody who hasn't. What I am saying is I don't think anybody has the right to tell you otherwise about what you choose to do with your relationship with God and how he chooses to speak to you. I don't think anybody should be telling you that. You know what I mean? Especially if you go forth in love and not in hate and division. I don't think you should, anyone should tell you anything about that. Because all of us fall short. And I, and I say that because I mean that. And I think of all the imperfect, you know, all the imperfect people that God has placed in this world who've made big changes for this world. You know, if we, we keep thinking that God only, you know, some of us think that God only sends the best and the, and, and the, the brightest and the perfect ones. Well, then he would still be searching. Okay. He would still be searching. But I just, I don't know, just something, it, was, it was honestly just something to think about that's, that's just been on my brain and my every podcast won't be like this. And I hope that somebody did, did walk away with something that they enjoyed from this podcast or something that they learned from this podcast or learned about me, maybe, I don't know. But I guess I said all that to say that, like I said, I, I really want to be a part of change. I really want to see change in this world for future generations, just like people have done for me, because when we stop and we think about what our lives would have been like, 
had so much not changed for us. I like I, I can't imagine not even being able to have this platform to speak on right now. I can't imagine not being able to have my YouTube channel, my Facebook, my 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 friends even sitting together, eating where we want. If someone says something racist or something negative or something toxic, that we can't complain to a manager about it. And we can't tell them, hey, this person said this is terrible. You need to do something about this. You need to teach them some type of sensitivity training or whatever. I can't even imagine not having the option of doing that and just having to accept that and walk away. I can't imagine having, you know, law enforcement being able to pick and choose any more than they might already do, but pick and choose, you know, to fight for me or not, to protect me or not. I can't imagine that. And to be honest, where I live, I, I feel like I'm luckier than most. There's a lot of people in this world, in this country, who don't feel as, you know, safe around law enforcement. And to be honest with you, the older I get, sometimes the less, the less safe I feel about around them. Especially when, when something happens, you know, something terrible happens, um, I even feel even more a little bit, you know, insecure about having them around or calling the police if something should go down. Um, which is it's so weird because, like I said, when I was younger, it was kind of ingrained in me. If something bad happens, call the cops. And now I'm kind of like, well, I don't even know if I should be doing that, to be honest. If I can't even ask you a simple question about, you know, getting, get actually get past you so I can go to work without you reaching for your gun or, you know, sitting beside my car because I, you know, have a, have a, a keys to a business. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it's, it's weird to me. It, it's just, I don't know. Like I, you know, anytime I, you know, I feel like there's hostility from a police officer. It, it really freaks me out. So I'm just kind of, I don't understand this. Like I'm, I, I, I don't like hostility. I've never liked hostility. I've never been that kind of person to just be like, I like anger. I like this. I like that. I don't, so I don't understand where that comes from. I don't understand why when it, when it, when I met with that, it just kind of like, it rubbed me the wrong way. I, I'm a diffuser. I like to talk things out and situations out versus, you know, adding to the problem, adding more fuel to that fire. But, you know, I don't know. It's just whenever I see somebody reach for their weapon, I'm just automatically like, okay, I'm, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're no, you're no good in my book. Not that that, that's how I project on everyone. No, like, you know, but I'm saying like, cause there's many police officers that I've spoken to because of instances in the store where people have tried to steal things or whatever. You know, I worked for, um, other companies, not just Hot Topic, but like, you know, especially for like holiday seasons, people are always trying to steal crap in holiday seasons, but you know, having that conversation, you know, with police and there have been, you know, very many pleasant police out there have been a few not so pleasant police. But anyway, my, my point is I would like to live in a world where, you know, I can't, I can't imagine living in a world where I can't even have that conversation, right. Without some type of really bad negative repercussions. Um, I love living beside my neighbors, my diverse, you know, neighbors, you know, I have neighbors of every, practically, you know, not every, but the many skin tones around me. And we talk, we converse, we give each other food. We ask each other how things are doing. You know, one of my neighbors, um, he just graduated sixth grade or seventh grade, I think actually, or no, I'm sorry. He graduated sixth grade and they had like a little block party where they come to, um, everyone's house who's graduating and he lives right next door so they had like a, a little like party thing out like for like 30 minutes in front of my house the other day and we were just talking to his parents like yeah congratulations you know he's going into the seventh grade you're getting so big you know we we don't talk to each other that often but you know we have conversations we wave at each other say hi to each other almost stately you know what I mean and it's just like I can't imagine like not being able to do that 
because it, it's so common. It's so normal. You know, I have another family, a very sweet older lady who anytime she like orders too much food, she's always like going around their neighborhood and it's like, hey, do you guys want this? You know, my my food delivery guy gave me a ton of food, you know, like that. You know, we kind of have our own like little neighborhood watch as well. So I can't imagine not having such diverse cast of characters in my life. And like I said, all of these things, you know, were crafted for us to live beside each other, to have this community. And I can't wait until, you know, kids of the future can have an even better community where no one's saying the wrong thing or no one's saying something offensive and divisive or having these, you know, preconceived notions about people of other races, backgrounds, sexualities, you know, like religions. I, I can't wait until that happens. I can't wait until we can all have like conversations with each other and stomp out hate and negativity and you know I I just can't wait for that I I can't wait for that day to come and I I pray that it comes you know sooner than later and and I you know honestly hope to be a part of that conversation if not be a part of that conversation be a part of the legacy of why that conversation is being had you know when I look I look to Martin Luther King as, as a great man because you know regardless of what people say and think about him as a person the fact that He's a huge part of the reason why people of color can have conversations and spaces to talk to each other, not at each other, but to each other. You know what I mean? His words, when when I read his words when I was in middle school, I was like, man, he's talking about everybody. This is not just a black man talking about black people and black struggles. He's talking about the struggle, the human struggle, the human condition. And that's such, that's a beautiful thing. And he's not the only one to do it. There are people of other colors that are doing it too. And that's what's great. And I I want that to be glorified. I want that to be talked about. I want that to be uplifted. Not the the negative, stupid stereotypes that people place on people's races. That doesn't get us anywhere. So I don't know. I just, it's interesting to me when I think about where I come from, what got me here, what got us here, what it would have, what it would be like if we were still going through these things, if these words were never said, if, if, you know, these people, you know, Jesus and so many others didn't lay down their lives and their freedoms for us, if they just gave up and laid down and died and decided that not only were they not worth it, but the future isn't worth it either. Maybe that's food for thought for somebody today. Maybe that's, somebody will listen to this and be like, you know what, that's true. Maybe I should start thinking more about the future, not my future, but the future of those who I love, my nieces, my nephews, maybe their children. You know, they might be too young to have them, but at some point they, they will, right? What if what I do today affects their tomorrow? So I don't know. But anyway, like I said, this is a different one. And I'll probably label it as that, just just a deep thought conversation with you guys. Um, Just me giving my thoughts. I'm going to wrap this up because I have uh, other things to do tonight. But yeah, maybe that's something that you've been thinking about. Maybe that's something that you can relate to is, you know, when you stop, or maybe you haven't done it yet. Maybe you should just take a moment to stop and think about everything that you see and everything you interact with, everyone you interact with and how your world would be different had people, you know, amazing, strong people, regular people, regular people like you and me who just had a dream, who just had enough of the BS, you know, stood up and, you know, took their place in history. Maybe that could be us. Maybe that could be you. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your night. Peace.